BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Welcome in, everybody. This is the Jason Smith Show. Jason and Mike were in earlier today for Doug Gottlieb and Gavino and Rich. Aaron Torres, Jason Martin are taking you to the top of the hour. Bernie Fratto follows us at 2 a.m. Eastern time. And we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. Busy Friday night, as the Sager told you. Uh, Obviously, the big story in the NFL, Trey Lance has been traded to the Dallas Cowboys. If you missed any of our conversation on that, make sure to go back and download the Jason Smith Show podcast. We also previewed week zero in college football, where Notre Dame and Navy will play tomorrow, as will USC and San Jose State. Also, when I say tomorrow, it's, it's actually today in many parts of the country. But I bring it up to say a busy weekend in football. But Jason, we'd be remiss if if we didn't at least touch on the really big story 
in baseball. And it's a bummer, and it's something that I know Jason and Mike touched on last night, but it is an ever-evolving story, and it includes the most dynamic, interesting, probably the best player in all of Major League Baseball. That is Shohei Ohtani. Um, I, I, again, I know Jason and Mike talked about this a little bit last night, but uh, he suffered a UCL tear in his or UCL, yeah, UCLA, a UCL tear in his right elbow, his throwing elbow. This is Shohei Otani. He already had one Tommy John surgery earlier in his career, um, and obviously, it goes without saying that uh, you know the the this two way star that we have loved seeing both pitch and hit. Uh, He's certainly on the mend for the foreseeable future uh, as a pitcher. Now, he's been hitting. He was in the lineup tonight for the Los Angeles Angels against the New York Mets. Uh, But I bring it up to say uh, it looks like it's going to be a very long time before we see him on the field again, or excuse me, on the mound again. So I'll just toss it over to you, Jason, just your quick thoughts on Shohei Otani he is still hitting. He is still playing DH. He actually had a double tonight to help the Angels win and beat the Mets, but it appears as though his pitching career is at least on the mend for the time being. It just stinks for sports. This was such a cool story. It was, I mean, watching him both ways, right? I mean, just as a two-way player, we've never seen anything like it. The market, which has now changed, uh, the market and what he was potentially out there going to make was going to be a story in itself. But it was just, it was almost like watching history every single time because you knew you were watching something that you probably would never see again. And many people prior to you never saw, period, uh, if they didn't get to see Shohei Otani play. He's still going to be able to hit, and he's still an incredible slugger. The question is, is he ever going to pitch again? And I think there's that's a fair question to ask. And now, and you know, I was reading, you know, Jeff Passan and a lot of the the great baseball writers and Olney and all these guys, Keith Law and certainly, you know, Jason Stark and the guys of the athletic. And they're all kind of saying similar things. And it is, there were a lot of teams that were looking at Otani like a frontline rotation guy frontline starter for a rotation and you really can't do that anymore um so who's going to bow out now are the angels actually going to have an even better shot certainly they are but are they actually going to retain him is he going to stick around at this point maybe he was going to anyway depending on what he valued but it was going to be harder than maybe it's going to be now but this is a guy that he already had tommy john surgery now he's got the ucl it just seems like people are not meant to, for very long, do both of these things to pitch and hit. And it's unfortunate. And I don't want to see the rest of his career marred by injuries. And it does make you wonder. The one comparison that you have seen pop up in various spots is John Smoltz. Not because of the injury, but because he was a dominant starting pitcher that then became a very good you know, closer and relief pitcher. Maybe that's an option. Maybe he can do what he did in the World Baseball Classic, and he can pitch a couple of late innings. I saw Buster only suggest this. He can pitch a couple of late innings uh, and still hit, or he can go play in the field and not pitch anymore. I think his days of being a starting pitcher, if they're not numbered, they're awfully close to it, and maybe they should be because we need to find a way to preserve how great he is. I want to see the guy at the plate. I don't want to see him, you know, shut down and unable to do these things. I wish we could see both, but it it does seem like at this point 
the chances that he's going to be able to stay healthy are just not, you know, it's 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 such a giant risk, and it makes you wonder how many other guys that could be two-way players are going to be shut down real quick because of the risk involved. I'm far from a doctor, so I don't, you know, I don't know if you get a second Tommy John, are you ever the same? I mean, I, I, I have no idea either. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, obviously the first one didn't seem to affect him that much because he, you know, he was at times maybe the best pitcher in baseball. But I bring it up because if if his body is is able to, I mean, I don't see why 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 he wouldn't pitch again. Now the question becomes, I, I I don't know. I don't know how realistic it is to expect him to come back and be anything resembling what he has been after what would be a second elbow surgery. Um, you know, listen, he's not young. He he's young in life, but I mean, he's 29 years old. Realistically, if he has to have major surgery, we're probably talking about you know 18 months to two years. So you're now talking about 31 ish. Uh, you know, as far as when he would be able to come back and pitch again. So I don't want to put a, a, a bow on his career today. Um, and by the way, you know, it appears as though he's still able to hit at least for right now and, and hit effectively even with this elbow injury. So I guess the question becomes, you know, would he still be able to hit next year? What does that rehab process look like? All that stuff. Um, if there's a way to keep him hitting and pitching, then – I don't see why you don't keep doing it, but I guess you know right now, and and you know it just like you said, bottom line, it sucks. He's just such a unique player. I think you know you said it sucks for sports. I think it specifically sucks for baseball because he was such an interesting story. Yes. Um, and I just it's hard like it's hard for me to know like you know I know and, and it's our job come on here and have a definitive take and have a definitive stance, but it's like it's hard for me to know what the right answer is without knowing what is possible, what is what is not possible, uh, what the rehab time looks like, because obviously you don't want him missing any extended period of time uh, in totality if he's trying to rehab to be a pitcher, if it's costing you him at the plate. I'll also say this, Jason, too. Um, I, I do wonder what this means for his free agency, and, and, and this is the other part that sucks is that you know, this has been a guy that has been all about baseball, all about the right things. You know, on our show on Saturdays, we talked a few weeks ago about, you know, this was a guy that, that has given up, like, like you know, I think there was this notion going into his free agency this year, well, you know, somebody's going to offer him just an absurd amount of money and he's going to go to the Dodgers or to this place or to that place. And it's like, the guy has given up money time and time again for what he believes to be the best decision for him. You know, I think he opted out of his contract early in Japan and had to take a little bit less money to come over when he did. Um, you know, he took less money to be an angel because that was where he was most comfortable. And so, you know, it sucks because obviously this guy was going into a summer in which he was going to make enough money that it was going to change like literally generations of his family's life. Now, he's still going to make a lot of money, but I do think it's hard, you know, and I don't know what numbers were realistic and what weren't, but you're talking about a, a $500, $600 million contract when you deemed him to be a top-of-the-rotation starter as well as an elite hitter. 
Now, what does that contract look like? Again, he's going to sign for hundreds of millions of dollars. I'm not saying feel bad for him, but it might still be a fraction of what it could have been had this injury not happened. Yeah, the the two contracts that I have seen kind of thrown out as new comparisons from other general managers that have been asked questions this week regarding Otani and what his market is now, it was around $600 million Yep, was one of the numbers that was thrown out. Now you're seeing stuff like uh, Juan Carlos Stanton and Bryce Harper, like 315, 320, somewhere in there. So a substantial amount of money has changed for him um, because, again, you have to kind of figure out what the compensation looks like for whatever he can give you as a pitcher. You're sort of paying him to be a hitter at that point, and then you're not really sure past that. Again, if he has to have Tommy John again, that's twice. The UCL has failed him before. Um, And usually if you've had something in the past, I saw – I don't know who it was that said it, but it said the greatest predictor of an arm injury in the future is one that came in the past. So, again, not doctor, and hopefully that's not going to be the case for Otani. I really want to see him play as much as humanly possible, as long as humanly possible. But he was doing the impossible as a human. And I think that what we have learned this week is that the human part is definitely part of this. That, you know, his body and his arm specifically, uh, it, it may just not be meant to do this for very long when it comes to doing all of what he was doing at such a high level. Because it's just asking a lot of your body to be an elite starting pitcher in a in a rotation as well as a power hitter and just everything he was doing was was otherworldly but we have to remember he's still still a man still a human tell you what i have one more thought on this shohei otani story we'll come back and discuss that next aaron torres jason martin are in for jason and mike jason smith and mike Harmon. this is the jason smith show should mention by the way we are brought to you by progressive insurance progressive makes bundling easy and affordable get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle rv boat atv and more all your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Like I said, one more thought on this Shohei Otani injury. Again, he has hurt his elbow. What does it mean for his pitching future? What does it mean for his next contract? There's still a lot of layers to discuss. We'll get to all of them next. This is Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from the Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car, like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive. You can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome back, everybody. Fox Sports Radio. This is the Jason Smith Show. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon were in earlier today for Doug Gottlieb and Gavino and Rich. If you missed them there, make sure to download those podcasts. Aaron Torres, Jason Martin filling in for the guys. All right, so before the break, we were talking about the Shohei Otani injury. Everybody knows now he tore his UCL ligament in his right uh, elbow. That's obviously his throwing elbow, and he is out for the foreseeable future uh, as a pitcher. He is still hitting as of right now, and of course the Angels are struggling. They, uh, you know, they're not. They won tonight. They beat the Mets, but uh, overall sixty-two and sixty-seven, uh, fourth place in the AL West. So, Jason. Did a little bit of research during the break. So we were talking about, you know, recovery and is it time for for Otani to give up pitching. So a couple things. Uh, this is an article from uh, Aiden Gonzalez on ESPN.com. Mm-hmm. It says, Otani29 has done this before. He has remained in the Angels lineup while undergoing PLP uh, treatment and stem cell therapy to treat a grade 2 UCL UCL sprain in the summer of 2018, then continued to hit even after learning he needed Tommy John surgery in the early part of September of that year. 
pushing the procedure back until the end of the regular season. The calculus now, though, might be a little bit different. This, again, from Aiden Gonzalez uh, of ESPN.com. Says, you know, he talks about the contract. He says, Tommy John surgery, which is exceedingly more difficult to recover from the second time around, would keep him off the mound for the entire 2024 season. And further delaying the procedure could impact his availability as a hitter for opening day of next year. So let's put aside the should he pitch, should he not. Let me ask you a very simple question. I think Shohei Otani is being an incredible teammate right now by staying in the lineup and continuing to hit. Uh, Phil Nevin earlier today did say that until they hear otherwise from Otani and his camp, uh, you know, basically the the team is not putting pressure on him to stay in the lineup, but the camp has not made it clear that they that he's going to shut it down for the season. Uh, but I bring it up because the Angels, of course, as I just said, sixty two and sixty seven. So let me just start, you know, with a very simple question. Uh, they're essentially just out of the wild card race altogether. Um, not totally, but you know, you get the point. It, it, why I bring it up is it time for him to just shut it down, get this, get this um, Tommy John surgery, and you know, figure out what the next step, whether it's pitching in the future or not. Is it time to shut it down this year to get the Tommy John surgery? So whether he's an angel or not, he can be ready for opening day at least as a hitter next year. I understand um, his spirit and his desire and his drive and uh, how badly he wants to play and how this has happened in the past where he's tried and he's come back quickly and all that. I think you got to save him from himself. And I'm not saying you have to force him to shut down, but you do need to say, hey, you should do this. Um, the team should do it. And they should show him the respect and say, you need to get yourself right. Whether you're going to be here or not, um, there are things that you need to take care of. And we're out of it. Like, we're ten and a half games back right now in the West. We're not going to get the wild card. And even if we do, it's not going to be a magical run. Like, it, you now know. Like, maybe there was talk prior to the trade deadline of what the Angels could do. And then after they kept Otani, they went on a massive losing streak. And, you know, they're 3-7 and seven in their last 10, like we've talked about. Their chances of making the playoffs right now, according to what I'm looking at, is 0.1%. Um, shut him down. There's nothing to be gained right now by not doing everything you can to show him that you care about him and care about his future, that that the present is not as important. And I'm not even saying this from a strategy perspective, but it is strategic in a way because you're also showing that, hey, we, we want the best for you, um, even if you're not going to be here. And maybe that encourages him to be there. Maybe a few of these teams that were going to spend $600 million and make it almost impossible for him to say no uh, aren't now because they know the limitations and they know the risks and there's a different player that probably comes back to them in terms of how much starting pitching he can actually do if any how much starting pitching you want him to do if any but it had to be part of the deal originally that you wanted this incredible pitcher and hitter to do this but i just don't see the value right now in shohei otani being in a lineup and doing anything baseball related considering what is sitting on the table that's going to have to be addressed. Let's go ahead and get that addressed now. And let's care about Shohei Otani's future if we're the Angels. Uh, and certainly baseball has to be looking at this and just kind of 
gritting their teeth like please 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 don't make it worse uh don't stretch it out baseball needs Shohei Otani they do they're they're doing better they have some new stars they have I mean I really enjoyed this baseball season I've watched a good bit of it more than I've watched in many years at least outside of my own team the Braves that that I always watch but uh Otani is such a box office attraction in baseball and in sports in general you have to find a way to preserve that and treat it with respect and make sure that it's available and that, that's why if it's me I, I just don't let him play anymore i'm not saying you ha- forcibly shut him down because that's not respectful to him either but you strongly encourage him to go ahead and say this is it for the season unfortunately as historic as what he was doing was yeah it's it's interesting because you know uh, in our normal saturday show um, you know, I think at times I can kind of be critical of some modern athletes, you know, specifically in the NBA, where I, I think there there's a responsibility like when like no one is pretty much ever 100 percent. And, you know, I think that there is a responsibility from a lot of athletes to, you know, fight through injuries and whatever. I also think that this is not that I don't mm-hmm. think this is can Zion come back and play 10 minutes in a playoff game, winner go home, single elimination game? I don't think this is that. As you laid out, they are far, far, far from the playoff picture. Um, and, and and really, it's about his future. And and, and by the way, even if, you, if you're the Angels, I mean, one, you obviously don't want to help a, an opposing team. But to your point, like, there is a chance that he come – and I think, you know, and, and, and we've had on Bernie Fratto on our show on Saturdays, and, and Bernie's, you know, plugged in everywhere, but Bernie's made the argument he thinks it's more likely than not that Otani is an angel next year despite what other people are reporting. And so whether you're intentionally helping – unintentionally helping another team or whether you're doing it for your own self-interest – you want him back for opening day next year because there is, I think, a very reasonable possibility that he will be an Anaheim, a Los Angeles Angel, I almost said Anaheim Angel, but you get the point, a Los Angeles Angel next year. So um, I have been critical of athletes deciding to not play when they are physically capable of playing. I don't think this is that. There's only a few weeks left in the regular season. The Angels aren't making the playoffs. He's given that organization everything that he has. Um, and at this point, I, I think for his own self-interest, but I think the Angels can be a little selfish here too and say, look, there's at least a possibility that you're part of this team next year and we want you, we want that bat in the lineup as close to opening day as possible. Um, I think it's noble on Otani's part to want to play and try to play through an injury because he can play, but that isn't necessarily what's best for not only the Angels, but for Shohei Otani in his future. Yeah, I mean, I think that's well said. I, I just think that the Angels need to do the right thing for their star that has certainly sold a lot of tickets for them, even if they haven't been able to win at the clip. It certainly isn't because of him. I mean, they have spent money. It just hasn't worked out. And, of course, they dealt with Trout's injury, and just things haven't panned out for them, and they have made some high-priced decisions in years past that you could criticize uh, but when it comes to Otani, he's been there for them, and he's done everything for them, and he's been a great pro, and he's been great for the sport, and they need to show him that level of respect. And I do think maybe it does go some some way. I don't know how long, but it goes a long way potentially in Otani's headspace to say, hey, these you know 
they're doing right by me. And maybe that gives them a bit of a leg up on whatever market is going to be out there for the services that are going to be his now. Is it going to be a smaller market or is it going to be a larger market? Because now it might be a more affordable market because it might not cost as much as it was, which would have eliminated some teams. So are there now going to be more teams in the mix looking at him differently because he's gone from, you know, six hundred to eight hundred million dollars to, you know, three fifty, even though I think Ken Rosenthal still thinks it's going to be around five hundred. So that's still, you know, a ton. He's going to want to continue to do both. The question is Wherever he is playing in the future, are they going to continue to allow him to do both, or are they going to force him to listen and just say, hey, we know how good you are at both, um, but we also want to see you on the field on a regular basis for a long time, so we probably need to have a conversation and at least alter this. And again, I, I do think the the conversation surrounding maybe you could be a John Smoltz guy that goes from being a dominant starter to something in the bullpen, which we've seen in international play from Otani, that is another option that could be out there. So there's a lot of unanswered questions that we're going to have to just kind of see how it plays out. And, of course, we have to figure out whether or not there's another surgery in the future as well. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, like you said, a lot of unanswered questions that are going to get answered. Uh, An unanswered NFL question actually just got answered here within the last few minutes. We'll discuss that next before we do, though, let's toss it over to the news desk. Steve DeSager, the floor is yours, my friend. Hey, hello, gentlemen. The 49ers did trade quarterback Trey Lance to Dallas for a fourth rounder next year. Lance is still owed about $6 million guaranteed over the next two seasons. He's only played in eight NFL games in his two years, under 800 yards passing total. He's a former number three overall draft choice. A fifth-year contract option would be for 2025. Chargers won at San Francisco tonight, 23-12. 49ers third-round kicker Jake Moody was out with a strained quad. Kicker Zane Gonzalez was out with a calf injury, so they went with the punter on the first extra point and did miss, and later tried a two-point pass and did miss. Tennessee beat New England 23-7. Malik Willis played the whole game at quarterback. Two touchdowns, two interceptions for the Titans. Michael Badgley for Tennessee, three for four on field goals. He missed a 39-yarder. The Titans' defense had six sacks. Patriots' offense only 79 yards net. Tennessee about 370 yards. You know, in that San Francisco game, Chargers played their two backup quarterbacks. They had under 40 yards passing net, but almost 270 rushing for a Charger team that had regular season last year, under 90 yards rushing as a team. Bryce Young in Carolina for the Panthers had a touchdown pass to Adam Thielen in Carolina, led 10-0 in the first quarter. For what it's worth, Detroit came back to win the exhibition 26-17. Panthers committed four turnovers. The NFL's final preseason game will be Sunday night on Fox TV, Houston at New Orleans. Saints defensive back Marshawn Lattimore is still out with a knee injury. Cutdown day is Tuesday. Bears wide receiver Dante Pettis was placed on injury reserve and they waived injured wide receiver joe reed buffalo cut linebacker shane ray from ir with an injury settlement colin morikawa is tied for the lead at the tour championship with victor hovland in atlanta they each shot second round 64 scotty scheffler is two strokes back basketball's world cup started today in asia canada dominated france 95 65 the americans opened saturday morning against new zealand lebron james family says the probable cause of Bronny james cardiac arrest a month ago was a congenital defect which quote can and will be treated in the new women's soccer rankings u.s fell to number three sweden 
is now number one in the world. Spain is number two. To Major League Baseball, the late game at Seattle went to the Mariners, holding on 7-5 over Kansas City. Atlanta won 5-1 at San Francisco, beating pitcher Logan Webb. Spencer Strider, the Braves winning pitcher, nine strikeouts in seven innings. He's 15-4. Arizona won its sixth straight game, 10-8 over Cincinnati. Diamondbacks took hold of the final NL wildcard spot as of last night's win against the Reds. Milwaukee won its sixth straight game, beating the Padres and pitcher Hugh Darvish 7-3. San Diego reliever Robert Suarez was suspended 10 games. He's appealed. He was kicked out Wednesday for having sticky substance on his wrist. Minnesota 12-2 over Texas. The Rangers have lost eight in a row. Cleveland won at Toronto 5-2. The Angels were 3-1 winners at the Mets. Shohei Otani, the Angels DH, had a double and three walks. He's batting 305. Yes, he will continue to hit, but he won't pitch because of the torn elbow ligament. Pittsburgh and Philadelphia got wins. Dodgers won at Boston 7 to 4. Freddie Freeman, four more hits. He's batting 341 and a great ovation at Fenway Park for the return of Mookie Betts tonight. As for the Yankees, Garrett Cole, the winning pitcher, 6-2 Yanks won at Tampa Bay. Baltimore homered in the eighth to win 5-4 against Colorado. Detroit homered in the ninth to beat Houston 4-1. And by the way, Houston starting pitcher Framber Valdez threw seven no-hit innings tonight. He was pulled after seven innings because he'd thrown 114 pitches and walked five. A pinch hitter singled with one out in the bottom of the eighth. Earlier this month, Valdez tossed a no-hitter on 93 pitches. And in Chicago, the White Sox were losers to the Oakland A's 12-4. A police scanner in Chicago said three people were shot in the left field stands during the game. Injuries not life-threatening. Those seats were vacated in the fifth inning. Security cleared people out there. Apparently, one person shot in the leg. She was taken to a local hospital. The post-game concert was canceled at the White Sox Stadium. Back to you. Thank you very much, Steve DeSager, Fox Sports Radio, Fox Sports... uh, I was going to say Fox Sports Saturday. That's normally our show, Jason, but this is not Fox Sports Saturday. It is the Jason Smith Show. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon were in earlier today. Uh, They were filling in for Doug and Cavino and Rich, Doug Gottlieb and Cavino and Rich, so if you missed them there, you can go back and download the podcast. Aaron Torres, Jason Martin, in until the top of the hour for the guys. Jason, interesting little development on the Trey Lance news. As DeSager just told you, Trey Lance was traded today from the Dallas Cowboys. Tweet from Adam Schefter 17 minutes ago. Trey Lance requested to be traded on Wednesday. The 49ers discussed a potential deal with some teams Thursday, and then the Cowboys stepped up and separated themselves by offering a fourth-round pick Friday. That's news, right? We... We did not know prior to that tweet that Trey Lance demanded a trade. Right? We we know on Wednesday he he was demoted to third string or it became official he's third string. But that's news that he he did go to the front office and demand a trade. Right? Yeah, I hadn't seen that. Yes. Um, perhaps that was there, and but I hadn't seen that in any of the reporting. Of course, everybody was talking about what this means for the two organizations, and you know, looking back on the trade that was made to get Trey Lance originally in that draft and what it means for Dallas. So maybe it was there and we just didn't see it. But what you just said, that's the first that I have seen that particular deal. Now, yeah, then Schefter, what was it, 18, 20 minutes ago that came through. Yes, correct. And so, yeah, I just wanted to clarify that I hadn't missed something over the course of the last two, three days because that, that does feel like news to me. Does this change your perspective at all on on Trey Lance? I mean, listen, you know, I think we were a little sympathetic to his deal 
a few hours ago, uh, but it be, it became clear that you know uh, he was I don't know if disoriented by the news or he feels like he's not getting a fair shot or he feels like he's never going to get a fair shot because of the fact that uh, obviously a quarterback that came in after him is now the starting quarterback with that organization. Is the fact that he went in and demanded a trade after being demoted to third string, does that change your opinion of this process at all? No. Uh, it certainly doesn't change my opinion of Trey Young because or, or uh, of uh, I Trey did Lance. that earlier, by the way. Sorry. You know, I did the same now we've exact thing. Now we both done it. Yep. Um, it doesn't change my opinion of Trey Lance because he knew it was over. He knew there was nothing left for him to do in San Francisco. I saw Field Yates. All right, I've got it up in front of me right now. The fewest games played by a top five pick with the team he debuted with since the start of the common draft era in 1967. It was over. And when he was demoted below Sam Darnold, like if he went there and said, hey, get me out of here. Like I just – I need to change the scenery. Maybe he felt – I don't know if – I don't know. I, I don't want to speculate it, but I know it's a tough time for him. It's been – I'm sure it's been super stressful. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if there's been some depression involved or something like that because, again, and we've talked about this every time this topic has come up tonight on the program, this is a guy who was told, you are it, man. And then you had somebody go up and give up three first-rounders to go get you, and not just somebody, but a, a great franchise with a head coach that's super respected, that knows offense, and they're going to bring you in, and you're going to be the guy. And you just had this great, whatever, short career, but good career uh, in college, uh, but the numbers were eye-popping, didn't throw any interceptions, and all this stuff. And now it's all come crashing down in this way. I can't blame him for maybe – not being the most patient guy at this stage when you get supplanted by Sam Darnold, not Brock Purdy. You get you get taken out by the other guy who couldn't seem to hold on to a starting gig at any point in the league. You fell below him. Now you just want to get out of there. It's like do something to get me out of here. And if that's if that's what he had to do, I don't really look bad. I, I don't look down on it because there was nothing left for him to do in San Francisco. His shot there was over. Yeah, I go back to what I said earlier in the show. And again, if you missed any of this, you can go back and download the Jason Smith Show podcast. Um, listen, I, I just think when you have a, a – I just think it was a bad marriage from the start. Mm. And may, maybe he's not a worker and maybe it's all on him. Maybe that's the case, and we find out about that in the coming weeks, months, years, whatever. I bring it up to say, based on the information we have now, I just think it was a marriage that was destined to fail. You have a guy that was seen as a toolsy, upside, developmental quarterback that was taken third overall, and yes, as many have pointed out, and and some have tweeted at us throughout the night, like, we get it. They they gave up a lot of draft capital. Yeah, they did. It did not work out well. But, I mean, let's just talk it out. Toolsy, developmental quarterback, doesn't have a lot of game experience, is going to a roster that is ready to win a Super Bowl right now. Worth noting, when he got there, they had a quarterback that had already taken them to a Super Bowl, and I understand that he was very injury-prone, and that's why he's no longer with the team. But I, I, I just sit there and say, you know, this goes back to a conversation we had on Saturday, Jason. The last Saturday, we, we, we host this mm-hmm. same time slot on Saturday. is like, this is always who Trey, Trey Lance was and is, and it was going to take a, a good coaching effort from Kyle Shanahan to get that potential out of him. This was a guy that, again, played one game in his final year of college football because of COVID. 
They played one game in the in the fall, and then the rest of their games were played in this in the springtime. Did not play very much. Did not start as a freshman, so he had one year starting at the FCS level. This is all ancient history. I get it, but it speaks to the fact that it was going to be an uphill battle to get this guy ready, playing at the level that you need him to play to compete for a Super Bowl, which is where this organization is. And oh, by the way, Brock Purdy, he may have been Mr. Irrelevant. I get it. He was also a four-year starter in the Big 12. So, you know, you talk about a quarterback that is just going to come in, not make mistakes. The ceiling isn't as high, but the floor isn't as low. The San Francisco 49ers have their guy. Trey Lance is officially a Cowboy. Fox Sports Radio, Jason Smith Show. Jason and Mike are out. Aaron Torres and Jason Martin in until the top of the hour when Bernie Fratto follows us. We have one segment left. We'll talk some week zero and look ahead to our first college football Saturday of the year. That's next, Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Byard. We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week, we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup. Sit, starts, fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 join us march 20th live from the edge at hudson yards in new york city featuring an unforgettable performance by grammy and academy award-winning singer songwriter and composer john batiste The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 
Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey guys, it's Steve Cavino from Cavino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with the new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck... You buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold this value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Young, shotgun snap, four-man rush. Young floats it downfield. It's caught by Thielen near the pylon. Touchdown! Bryce Young to Adam Thielen. Young's first touchdown pass is a Panther. That You just heard it. Bryce Young, his first pass as a Panther. That call courtesy of Panthers Radio Network. And that was your progressive play of the day. Brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. For the break, uh, the story of the night. Trey, Trey Lance has been traded to the Dallas Cowboys. Adam Schefter with a report uh, that he did actually request a trade on Wednesday. Jason, I appreciate you doing this. You just pulled up a really good quote from uh, Kyle Shanahan after the post game, after the 49ers preseason game today. Kyle Shanahan telling reporters, he being Trey Lance, told us that he would like an, another opportunity to go somewhere where he had the chance to be the number two. We thought we got some good deals for him. There was a number of teams involved to end up getting the fourth round pick was a little better than we anticipated and clears up a lot of money and allows a better situation for him too. So clean break. I mean, I I don't know that there's any miraculous takeaway from the fact that he demanded a trade. I mean, listen, he wanted the opportunity to be a number two. I think you can argue that, listen, I mean, if, if he did his job in camp, he would have been in San Francisco. But uh, Trey Lance, I mean, it's, it's ancient history now. It doesn't matter. He is a Dallas Cowboy bringing a, an end to his very, very, very brief time in San Francisco, Jason. It is kind of amazing. It's number three pick and he asked out because he just wanted a chance to be the first backup. I know, somewhere right? Else. I mean, think about where he finds himself and not just where he finds himself, but think about kind of mentally what he sees himself as right now. It's like, I just want a shot to be number two. Because if you're number two and somebody goes down, somebody gets injured, which you don't ever want to happen, but if you're the first backup, then you get your opportunity. You're also going to get more practice reps. Uh, you're going to get to work with guys. You're going to have your name, and you, you might get that opportunity to be a one again. And John Lynch actually during the broadcast said some you know real good things about him. He, he, he actually was in the booth for a bit of the time, and he said, we took a shot, and it didn't work out. He's a wonderful man, 
we own it. We take accountability for it. But as I think you guys do know, his story is still very much unwritten. I'm excited for him. Dallas stepped up, really wanted him, and came after him. And I think it's going to be a great landing spot for him. I can tell everybody it wasn't for lack of effort on Trey's part or on our part that it didn't work. Circumstances took hold. He struggled through injuries, and this team is ready to win. We like our quarterback room. We like Brock Purdy a lot. We like Sam Darnold. We like Brandon Allen. We wish Trey all the best in Dallas. We care about that young man, admire his work ethic, and the person that he is. So this is about as amicable as it could be. Um, They gave him what he asked for. They got something back for it. He goes to a spot where he can get a fresh start, and maybe he can supplant Cooper Rush and become the primary backup for Dak Prescott. And I think at this point it's easy to just kind of root for that story to happen for him. Like I I would like to see us talking about him in a couple years as a comeback player of the year or something like that. It It is amazing to see how this has gone for him and you just you just hope that it's you hope that the, that the story is going to have a a much better ending um i have seen a lot of people saying you know they missed on trey lance but give them credit they they hit on brock purdy i'm like can you give them credit for hitting on brock purdy when they took him with the last pick of the draft yeah like is it fair to question at what stage of the draft uh, you stop giving teams credit for draft picks uh, they make, and certainly the last one well, maybe would qualify. Well, you know, it's funny because I, I remember I, I've made this argument, and we're not going to get to our week zero predictions here, but I remember uh, Lamar Jackson, like when he got drafted, it's like, oh, you know, the Ravens, da da da. It's like they did wait, they did trade back into the first round after already making a pick in that right. first round. So it's like if they if they believed in him that much, now you know they got great value. He's a future MVP. But no, I'm with you. Is like um, I I don't think you can get too much credit for um for for the Brock Purdy situation. It obviously worked out well. But yeah, if you loved Brock, if you knew what Brock Purdy was gonna be, uh, you could have gotten him in the third round, the fourth round, obviously the first round, whatever. Um, it's weird. Like I, I, I don't like I don't know how to feel about this. Just because, again, like, like I guess maybe it's easy to say in hindsight, but I just it never made sense to me. No, and, me either. Yeah, and especially you have a team that's ready to win. You have Jimmy G. I don't know, Jason, but Brock Purdy or Brock Purdy. Uh, uh, Jerry Lance is a cowboy. That's the big news of the night, Jason. Anything else? We got about a minute left. Anything else we missed tonight? Yeah, the only thing I would mention, and I, I actually made the mistake of watching the opening of SmackDown during one of our yes. commercial breaks, and uh, Wyndham Rotunda, better known to most of us as Bray Wyatt, passed away at 36, WWE former champion, as a matter of fact, who had been battling an illness, and it turned out COVID was involved, and it exacerbated a problem, and he passed away. He was very popular in the locker room, and of course, I, I made my living in pro wrestling for a long, long time, and... Uh, struck me hard. I'll probably have more to say about it on our program tomorrow night. But a lot of college football, too, so enjoy that. It does count. These wins and losses count now. Week zero starts tomorrow. I want to thank the crew, Chris Perfett, producer Pat, Steve DeSager, from my partner Jason Martin. I'm Aaron Torres. This was the Jason Smith Show. Download the podcast. Bernie Friday next. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know. What were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. 